This is a Lit Match production. Ooh, ah, that's hot. Intro time. This episode, you'll find us talking about personification of holiday figures. Tasting colors. Origin of etiquette. Etiquette. Origin of etiquette. And wishes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris and Sal and Sal and Chris show, where we answer the questions of the universe so you don't have to. So how's everybody's day going? How are we feeling today, crew? What's what's the hap hap? What's the 411? You know, I'm starting right now with like a like a eh in my throat. You know what I'm talking about? Like an eh. a frog in your throat? Yeah, I got a frog, but it's like an eh in my throat. I like to think it's a tiny wizard frog, you know, like. <laughs> Well, he's <laughs> casting the spell of itchy throat, and like it makes me want to cough. And like in, in those situations, what do you do? You either like try to talk through it, and the whole time you're tickling your throat, or you just like let out like a dangerous, like destructive cough, you know. And you can't do that in this time. Yeah, that's even worse now. Yeah, yeah. you can't. You can't walk around. <laughs> You just scared off like 12 listeners because of that. How dare you? Do you know, even on radio waves, it's six okay. feet apart. Okay. <laughs> listeners, be warned. Please wear a mask this entire episode. You are not safe. Okay. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Let me get drink water. Please stop. We're losing more listeners. <laughs> oh my God. I am so sorry for that. Honestly, we, we made sure to have Chris tested uh for uh covid before we recorded this and he told us that he was clear but hopefully it is just a a tiny frog wizard in his throat Uh, much better okay great i was telling the the listeners how hopefully it's just a tiny little frog in your throat yeah it's just a frog nothing to nothing to worry about all right that's great i made friends with the frog oh dude sick yeah we're buddies now he's gonna come to my um he's gonna come hang out sometime we're gonna play video games oh what's his name Froderick. <laughs> Froderick the Frog. I like, dude, that's actually a really good name. Oh yeah, my God. No, I actually, it was funny. Like, I actually laughed when he said that, and he said it very straight faced, and like, it was almost a little awkward, but uh, <laughs> he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. Like, I, I know, I know Froderick, right? <laughs> my friends call me Frog. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, besides that, I hope, you know, it's, and it's, it's tough making friends in uh, in quarantine, huh? It is. They don't come around too often, so I, I totally understand. Yeah. Uh, you know what else doesn't come around often? What? Personified figures. <laughs> oh. <And> I, <laughs> oh, yes. Personified figures. I mean, think about it. When's the last time that you... What does that even... What does that mean? What are you saying? Okay, so <laughs> a personified figure is a person that has been personified based off of something. So some famous examples are like... Lady Liberty, Uncle Sam, Father Time, Mother Nature, a New Year's baby. Uh, the Grim Reaper? The Grim Reaper, yeah. I would say the Grim Reaper. It's like personified death. Exactly. Okay. And then like, but it would be different than gods because I feel like gods are... That's like mythology. Yeah, exactly. So I guess like Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, uh, Sandman. I want to say Santa Claus, but I feel like... It's every version of Santa Claus. Mm, okay. Okay. I wish there was like a, like a, I feel like personified figure isn't the right term, 
but maybe there just isn't a term. Yeah. Maybe there isn't a term. Maybe we have to make that term. Like we made Milky Wayne's. Like that wasn't known until we said Milky Wayne's. It's true. This is true. A new new term to be defined. New definitions coming up. We are the creators of new words. Think about that. Somebody created the word you're saying right now. Actually, I I I remember being like very young. Again, little little tiny philosophical me would just sit underneath trees and think about things that already existed and get really in depth on them. So one of these things would be when did the first person decide like this was going to be called that in English? And then halfway across the world, somebody else in their own language was just like, yeah, I'm going to settle on this as a word too. But still, it's like, you know, origins of words. Okay, so personified figures. Who is your favorite? I think my favorite personified figure is probably Father Time. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. Very underrated. I've only seen him in one of, in like one movie, and it was that Claymation movie. You know, when all those like... It's what is it uh those those holiday claymation movies like rudolph right he's in it but he's like a little baby yeah 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 and an old man right he's also the baby right apparently father time and mother nature are the parents of the new year's baby no yeah did you know that where'd you get that the internet (laughs) (laughs) oh well then it has to be true of course it's true i mean you know like the internet would lie to me At least it wasn't the U.S. government. So, <laughs> actually, I want a poll. I want I want a Twitter poll going down where it's who would you rather trust more, the U.S. government or Wikipedia? Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> because Wikipedia, like like we built Wikipedia. You know, not me. I never added anything to Wikipedia except for the Chris Rucci is famous page. I should check that page out. I wonder how that's doing. <laughs> Did they take it down yet, or? <laughs> They they wanted to and I said no no keep it. <laughs> this is this is true. This is God's honest truth. All right. I don't care what they add to it. You keep it there. <laughs> You're actually one of their major supporters, like their patrons. Yes. That keeps yeah. Wikipedia page live. <laughs> you remember how they just started asking people for donations? Yes. But I feel like Wikipedia would have had a lot more of a i guess a benefit if wikipedia started a patreon account they should have started doing reels you know like like yeah snapchat did it tiktok is uh, instagram <laughs> facebook where's wikipedia reels <laughs> or stories wikipedia stories yeah you know? yeah like see little, what your friends are wikipedia <laughs> yeah little little videos of people being like did you know that in 1956 the president of the united <laughs> states you know like <laughs> Just something like that. <laughs> I'd love that. That's a better Wikipedia page. Wikipedia, if you need people in your uh, think tank, hire us. Contact yeah. us. Sal and Chris show. We could be the social media managers of Wikipedia. The, the creative directors of yeah. social media. Yeah, it's yeah. true. All we do is copy and paste from other, other sources. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we source Wikipedia for our own research. <laughs> essays papers the next thing we do is like you know what's missing here people should be able to shop for stuff on wikipedia okay bring a marketplace to wikipedia (laughs) that's the worst thing that instagram has done recently by the way add Add a marketplace aspect yeah Yeah. everybody hated it hated it it's basically they're just trying to morph facebook and instagram into one thing but it's like i like my capitalism in doses you know I mean, I really don't like capitalism, period. But if I had to choose, give it to me little bit by bit. Don't just blatantly shove a big spoon in my mouth, you know? It's, yeah. 
Not cool. Let me see what's on the spoon before you spoon it into me. Were you a hard baby to feed? No, I ate everything. Wow. Anything that was just in your eyes point of view, you were like, you know, I was a very trusting child. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I think I was kind of feisty. Oh. Yeah. Anything to add to that? I'd play hard to get. That was me. Oh, okay. I'd I'd definitely play hard to get. The reason I know or reason I can recall being a very uh amenable child, I think that's the word, word of the day, if that's correct, was I was I was lactose intolerant when I was growing up. And so, you know, like I couldn't really have like a lot of ice cream, a lot of like pizza, whatever, but I did anyway. And then wow. There was so many there was there was countless you? occasions where I would just like wind up on the toilet at like two o'clock in the morning <laughs> like the school day is tomorrow <laughs> i'm shooting my brains out and my mom <laughs> is just like sitting in the bathroom with me holding my hand <laughs> as, I'm to, as i'm just popping <laughs> popping the squat <laughs> this happened on multiple occasions but i just kept doing it i'm like you know this is my life and you know what now i'm not lactose intolerant anymore i eat whatever i want I think I scared lactose intolerance out of my body. You get you gained a tolerance for lactose intolerance. Yeah, exactly. Wow. What if Mark was in charge? What if one day you found out that Mark was actually behind it all, like feeding you little laxatives along the way? Oh my god! And then one day he was like, "You know what? Just kidding." <laughs> that's a that's a movie right there. That's a conspiracy. Wow. I think we've stumbled upon something to add to the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Also. What is your uh, personification of choice? I think it would be the Statue of Liberty, just because like Ooh. it's the one personification, maybe besides like the Grim Reaper and all those and all movies and such, where you're actually experiencing it. I mean, I live in New York, so that's why I'm experiencing it. But I see it in the real world. Mm. Where like you know, I'm a grown up now, so I don't experience the tooth fairy or father time i never experienced father time okay i would love for them to make a movie about <laughs> father time and then like that can be part of my my history but for right now statue of liberty freedom man father time is very underrated mm -hmm. you need a poll of how who's the most famous persona and who needs more attention you know yes in your eyes out of all of the personifications that you could think of who is it that needs more time focused on or more like, you know, reward? I definitely, I mean, now that we, that you brought up Father Time, I can't think of anybody else. Maybe the Easter Bunny, just because like, why, you know, like, what is the tradition True. that's behind the Easter Bunny? Especially because it's all about like the Easter Bunny collecting eggs, but Easter Bunny doesn't make eggs. And so sometimes they just show a chicken next to the Easter Bunny why oh yeah like a, a, a duck oh, no yeah. no it's a chick it's a chick well it's, yeah. it's a chick yeah it's a baby chicken but like why what story are they trying to put down our throats i don't get it what's the correlation between the two i think it's new life i think that was it i think that's why the chicks are there but so is a baby lamb i think i don't know i'm i'm misquoting a lot of different things here it's very interesting how a lot of these uh holidays based off of religion became secularized you know, to the point where you lose the relationship. Oh, yes. Yeah, and they incorporate some elements of other pagan cultures into it, but then we don't know what the correlation is, or they yeah. try and, like, Like, it's kind of it. hard to understand the origin 
tale. It's true. It's true. It's true. So it is weird because you kind of wonder when along the panels of history, we kind of did lose that connection between what belonged to what religion and the religions that got lost along the way or the beliefs that got lost along the way. But what we also tend to forget is the origin of certain rules of etiquette. Of etiquette. Of etiquette, right. That was poor etiquette, you saying that that word wrong. <laughs> but yes, I agree. The rules of Connecticut, okay? <laughs> I never, also, I never quite understood that. Why is Connecticut pronounced like that when it's spelled connect-it-cut? But we just tell me about it, dude. What about what about subtle? I had to ask my Helen, how do you spell subtle? Because I was spelling it wrong twenty million times. She's like S U B. I'm like no, yeah, no yeah. B. Yep, 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 yep. That's that's a big one that kind of like hits you out of nowhere, and you're like, I wasn't expecting this. What do I do with this information? Yep. Yes. All right. So let one of these rules, right? Um, and I stumbled upon this across the panels of the internet. Uh, oh, I love the internet. It's funny. The internet is both our most highest achievement and our lowest achievement. Yeah, you can see the best and worst of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows what I mean. Listeners, yes. you know what I'm talking about. But mostly it has to do with people's etiquette. Yeah, it definitely does. All right, so the first one is don't wear a hat inside, right? Uh, now, I've definitely been someone that my parents have often told me that of like stop wearing your hat indoors or you know don't wear a hat at the table kind of thing because uh, i love hats i love wearing hats did you did they ever tell you why yeah they're like your hair is disheveled put a go, go go do your hair oh i was told i was told that if i keep wearing a hat i'm gonna start to go i'm just gonna start to go bald oh bald yeah yeah, yeah. but that's what they refer to as an old wives tale interestingly enough i would actually love to hear an old husband's tale yeah where are those how, we don't get enough of those in history what's going on <laughs> maybe it's time we start doing that you know it's up to me because all the old husbands are just like meh you know <laughs> they were too bored to make up wow see they were just old wives really put the team on their backs and we're like you know what we're gonna make up tales like it's up to us to make up these tales because yes. the husbands can't do anything yeah yep uh so apparently this stemmed from the fact that medieval knights were more vulnerable if they removed their helmets, right? Yes. By removing it in a church or in the presence of royalty, it felt like a respectful act of humility. So it's rude to wear a hat indoors because years ago, soldiers wanted to show God and king that they trusted them not to stab them in the heads. Hmm. I guess that that also aligns with how we're supposed to you're supposed to take off your hat and put it on your heart you're supposed to take off your hat <laughs> and put it on your heart when you do the pledge of allegiance you're supposed to take your hat and put it on your heart <laughs> sounded very irish nice put it on nice. your heart <laughs> but you know what i mean oh my god yep yep i do but i feel like that is more so Actually, that's a good thing to Google. Why do we put our hands on our hearts? It's a it's a oath. That's why. Oh, all right. Oath. Oath starter. Got it. Um, next interesting one is don't put your elbows on the table. I'm a culprit of that. Yep. Me too. I'm a culprit of all these, I'm sure. But elbows on the table, my elbows live on the table. Definitely that one. Because it, it's just, it felt natural. It, and, and that's the thing, because 
you see people that don't put their elbows necessarily on the table, but they put their hands on the table. Not hands, but I guess wrist and forearm. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, uh, I was definitely yelled at a lot for this growing up because, you know, parents and me, they just love yelling at me. <laughs> they weren't even my parents. So <laughs> Somebody else's parents. They just love yelling at me. Um, but, uh, okay, so this is again from, I guess, the Middle Ages of Europe. European royalty, let's say, of the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. And this comes from that when they were in banquet halls, their dining tables weren't actually... Uh, properly balanced so if you did put your elbows on said table and put pressure on it it would flip over the table or cause it to fall and there goes the whole feast interesting you would think now i am someone who is not from the middle ages has no idea how life was lived back then but you would think that they would want people to keep their arms above the table so that they're making sure like no one's hiding a knife yeah or a rifle oh no i was gonna say a rifle but that's not of the time period uh maybe a a little slingshot then oh they're right sure no one's hiding slingshots well well that was the thing it was just because because they uh would often use long boards and they would cover it with long boards they were (laughs) they were skating Uh Yeah, they were using log boards. <laughs> Everyone was skating around the Middle Ages. Fucking dope, dude. Fucking, they're rad kings of uh, Europe. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, but I feel like we've all been witness to that same feeling. Well, we were definitely told not to do it. Well, no, not just that. But, I mean, have you guys ever gone to a restaurant, right? And you sit at that one table where it's so wobbly because the one of the legs is just off. So whether you're on a date or out with family and you put your elbows on said table, you get that feeling of like, oh, like it's that wobbliness. But there's a modern solution to this that I oh, guess yes, they did the not table have. Wedge. A table wedge, yeah, like a little <laughs> piece of paper you fold up a few too many times and you just slip it under yep. there. Works perfectly. See, but as a child, when we were growing up, we didn't even know of that technology either. Yes. So... At that point, you can say you were about as smart as a medieval king. Not bad. I'd say that's pretty good. I definitely acted like one, so. <laughs> I'd walk around making people bow before me. <laughs> Just for fun. You know You know what, though? Funny enough. <laughs> funny enough, I was talking with uh, my little brother the other day, uh, Mikey. And we were talking about how in every family, it's kind of important to uh, document history. Um like be a documenter of the family, you know, documentarian. Uh, and how in our family, I'm more the person that's always doing that. I'm always the person that's more so taking candidates of a lot of people, taking videos, recording. And then we pointed at the fact that this podcast is going to be something that our great, great descendants, if they exist, will listen back to and they will actually hear what we sounded like. That is strange. It is. And it's like, how many people can say, and that's for all podcasters, like anybody who's ever set up a podcast or a movie mm-hmm. or any sort of like, you know, documentation more than just once, we'll see uh, yeah. that, you know, see the difference that I want to say is between this and like Instagram is that Instagram is more curated to only your best parts. Yes. But what you're making me think of is like, so the way we connect to our great, great 
grandfather or you know someone like that that lineage is through like 23andme or like ancestry.com but the way that my great great grandchildren are going to know me is by going to my facebook and seeing me do like a duck face and with like a stupid fucking haircut and an earring like that's how they're gonna know (laughs) that's how they're gonna know me so it's a big change that is true but that's for everybody okay just leads me to this other question would you ever delete any of your social media presence before you are a grandfather or or before you die probably yeah i i mean i have there 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 are people who curate their instagram right you know like one when you decide to delete a few things to make it a little bit more relevant to what you're doing now i would love to take a week or a month however long it would take to like curate the hell out of my facebook (laughs) because people were posting at a time where like we had no idea what the future was going to look like and how this was going to be used against us you know yeah not that i'm saying i think it's good that people were held accountable for you know let's just get right up in there people were held accountable for like wearing blackface you know yeah that's good people should be held accountable but at the same time like (laughs) every little mistake or silly thing you did in your past is out there for everybody to see you know even if you have grown and learned from that you're still held accountable and that's a that's a different reality than people from 20 years ago were facing so i guess at the end of the day you wouldn't curate anything oh no you would curate i would curate curate the hell out of it i think of what i said (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) i think what i was gonna get at is when you do curate your stuff would you ever back up any of your files for like um I guess like a, a secret reveal to those who were very curious of your descendants. Hmm. That's tough to say because I am a bit of a hoarder, especially when it comes to memory stuff, because I have a pretty bad memory. So like I do have like a drive of like old photos, you know, that I'd like to oh, remember, wow. even though when am I ever going to look at them? I don't know. <laughs> Never. Will I ever? Probably that. not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. But, um, I don't know. I think, especially when it comes to, like, dumb photos of me, like, random, a random photo of me on Facebook, like, blurry as hell, just being a, a nuisance in in the world, I think I'll probably just get rid of that one. That's fine. We don't need that. My children, my grandchildren don't need to know. <laughs> it's better they don't see this photo of me. <laughs> yeah. But are you, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, I'm thinking kind of the same. Well, not. I want to clean up my Facebook or I think I have in some regards cleaned up a lot of my social media presence because I know for a fact that my old Facebook posts that I used to make were just not English. Like it was way too much of LMAO and just like made up words that you were just like. It's gross, isn't it? Like like cool, like K-E-W-L or like it, it was. Yeah, not. Oh, yeah instead of that i would write t-a-t like tat oh tat yeah it, which was that's dumb. what i'm saying <laughs> so when you read it now looking back to reading those things i actually have to take the time to like decipher it and it made me question if i ever approached anybody speaking that way to them i deeply apologize that you had to put up with me at that point <laughs> in my so life sorry. because god you were definitely like talking with me and trying to have a genuine conversation and in English and I was responding to you in that language and I'm just like oh my oh oh no 
it was it was the time, man. You know what? We we change, we evolve. Yeah. We refine. I think my modern day problem is using way too much LOL or LMAO. I do that too. LOL. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not that funny. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> right there. LOL. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Did you just LOL at my LOL? That's so rude. LOL, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, IDK, man. LOL. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh... How about I ask you a fun one? I'm gonna. Can I ask you a question? Sure, you can ask me any question. Okay. Um, would you rather smell numbers or taste colors? Ooh, these are. This is a really deep question. Uh, th- yeah, it's deep, but it's also it's one of those questions where it's like, this is not gonna seriously affect your life. Maybe it will, but from what I can tell, like it's not like you're gonna. There's no impending doom. Would you rather smell numbers or taste colors? Hmm. I would rather, I'd rather taste colors. Tell me why. Because when you taste a color, I can finally taste my favorite color. All right. Essentially, you're asking me to choose between smell and taste. And I take a lot more pleasure in tasting than smelling because I have a very bad sense of smell. It's not because of COVID. It's just straight up because I was always bad at smelling stuff unless it's like on the extremes i think smell is our least useful uh sense my parents actually have a really strong sense of smell like heightened smell oh which is bad for me throughout all of high school because my mom would just like berate hold it against you yeah smell this sal okay smelly boy (laughs) yeah that that'd be me (laughs) and as a as a high schooler you were like uh okay all right, I get it. But I get listen, it. Th- this is what I thought about with this question as I was uh, typing it out. There's going to be good and bad smells, and there's going to be good and bad tastes. We can't pretend that everything is going to be great good. and, yeah, it's not all going to be great tasting. Colors are everywhere, and you're going to get it all at the same time, unless you're closing your eyes. Oh, and maybe even you mean- darkness might taste. You mean everything that you come in contact? I thought you had the ability to taste it. No, you're tasting. Yeah. You're tasting the colors around you. But not when you see it. You have to actually lick it. No. Wait, 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 wait. It's not like you sniff numbers. when, When you get a number in front of you, you can smell it. Right. But I feel like in order for you to smell something, you have to be within the proximity of it. You have to use your senses. And when you're sensing, like in order for you to sense a color you have to physically put your tongue to it so that's like the other benefit of choosing taste versus smell where it's going to come at you regardless uh i don't think so i think like when you when you see something you see it right but that's not how senses work (laughs) i think whenever you (laughs) (laughs) see a number this is how the question goes in other words so, okay. So essentially the question is that if you see a number or a color, you automatically taste it or smell it. Yes. I I think in order to make this question as hard as it should be, you right. you you're not gaining an ability. It's it's, <laughs> it's more you're of facing a facing a dilemma. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. If if that's the case then, I would much rather smell numbers. Why? Because then that means that's less of a, I don't want to be bothered by 
this dilemma, so to speak. Or I don't mm. want to be bothered by the smell if it's bad. And I'm willing to sacrifice that even if it's like a good smell. Right. And there's only such a limited amount of numbers. You know, it's not like colors where it's a variety of colors. Yeah, that's true. And the colors are practically endless. Whereas with numbers, it's a finite amount of technical digits, you know, like single yes. digits. And you and you know, like you you don't have to grow up and be a mathematician, you know, like like yeah. school is gonna be tough, right? School yeah, is exactly. Gonna be hard. But after school you can be like, I'm not a numbers guy now. But then think about that. Like <laughs> no, like keyboards literally any oh, yeah. thing you come in contact with your phone every single time clocks you can never look at clocks anymore yeah you know but that's easy even though that's incredibly hard that's easier to manage than having to taste every color okay now now do it on the other end whereas if you were blind let's say you're blind let's say you are visibly impaired right mm-hmm. now from that perspective what if it did have to be you coming into contact with these things like if it's a number you either had to listen to somebody say the number or feel the number before you and with color well that's the thing how would you wow wait i you you've i lost you so you are you are visually impaired but you can experience a number by feeling a braille or by smelling it right and knowing that it's number five right I think I just shot us in the foot on this recording for this end part because colors don't translate well. Well, you can taste it. Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't think about this. Okay. Yes. I well, I that, figured that out works your out question well. for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you did. Okay. And then, and then now you have a sense of what people are talking about by relating it to taste. So now if you taste the colors, that's opening a new door. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I would say so too. Now you're making me rethink, because now even with my eyes it's open... A, it's an odd question. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to give you an odd situation. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I would still take the numbers. Okay, and now, just to confuse everybody even more, with your original question, if you were, yeah. if it was just an ability that you got, you'd want to taste colors. Mm, oh, yeah, 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 I did, I did. Because... Well, I don't want it to be overwhelming that cuz I'm right now I'm I'm saying this as I'm recording before my whole pile of laundry that I just finished folding. So that's a lot of colors. You're going to taste your fucking laundry? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's right. Actually, smell the laundry. Okay, taste what the happens? laundry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking now, what happens to food? Like which flavor wins in that scenario? oh right see this is why and i think you've said it before this is why we're not we're not supposed to play god because... <laughs> humans were never supposed to play god it's yeah. true that's but think about that all right in this scenario what would happen if you had this dilemma if you were presented with this dilemma right by the magic frog frodrick if, if frodrick <laughs> casted a spell on you and he said, hey, you got to smell colors. No, you got to smell numbers or taste colors. Choose. And this was the effect of one of them. What would Froderick say? Fro- what would Froderick say? Yeah, like what would he say? He would say the... fucking, he would say ribbit, man. <laughs> he just, just say ribbit. <laughs> ribbit. 
Hey, well, actually, you got into something good. Because I had another question for you about making a choice, I guess. Okay. Can I give this to you? If it's a choice that needs to be made, only if it's from Frodrick. Okay. So pretend Frodrick <laughs> is asking you this question. Would you rather have one wish today or three wishes in 20 years? Frodrick, my boy. <laughs> my dear Frodrick. My dearest Frodrick. <laughs> I think I would take the three wishes in 20 years 20 years yes versus the one wish immediately interesting because i take it that this is with the disclaimer of wishes already applied of no more wishing for wishes of you know that whole it it is but at the same time i'm like but if you want if you go 20 years from now and wish to go back to your 25 year old self that doesn't yeah. it start the cycle all over again without having to ask for more wishes? It does. That's what I was going to try and do, actually. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> I, I was like, I'll wait for the three because then my last one, I'll say go back in time. And then... See, I get that. But at the same time, I would rather get a wish now than three wishes later. And why is that? Because if I can set myself up for success now, then I won't need those three wishes later. Oh, that's 20 years more of your life you can regain. That is true. Yeah. Let's say that the 20 years backward, like using your third wish to go 20 years backward doesn't work. Okay. Then, then yeah, you, you have time on your side, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it was a really good wish that you were just, you know, it sets you for life. And as long as it's not made by a genie, then okay. Well, it might be. Well, it might be a genie. But that's the thing. See, now if it's a genie, there is no way that I want one wish. And that wish has to be detailed and very, like, there's no way that genie could play a trick on you. Is that what genies are known for? I thought that was, like, the monkey's paw thing. I mean, that, I'm sure that too. But genies, their their main goal, I guess, in mythology at least, is that they want to swindle you out of your wish and not grant it to you entirely. It's kind of like, like the monkey's paw thing where, you know, you'll get it, but yeah. But there's costs exactly you'll get you'll pay for it yeah okay let's pretend that's not a thing <laughs> but then again don't trust any mythical characters if you come into contact with any mythical characters you should be very weary of them and not so trustworthy right away because most mythical characters want to either kill you swindle you or play a cruel trick on you fair enough fair enough uh yeah so i think i would do one wish today and just like set myself up like i would probably say like as if I knew a genie wasn't going to try to swindle me, I would ask for like, you know, get set me up with a job that's going to give me a lot of personal satisfaction and uh, set me up for monetary success. You know, that's a good wish. Yeah, that I don't really need the the three wishes in the future. Yeah, I get it. I get it going in the future and being like, you know, like I want to wish, you know, happiness for my kids or something like that. That's good. But, you know, I got to think about me and these next 20 years are going to be tough. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? If when you're making a wish, that one wish, can't it be so descriptive that it could be like, I want to do this and this and this and this and this, like a run on sentence that just carries on and like getting so many wishes into one wish and it gets granted? Possibly. It depends who you're working with, right? Yeah. Genie might try to make you uh, make it a little more specific. 
I think I think we got to find the laws of wish making or like who's who's the grand master who oversees the whole, you know, wish granting father time. Oh, my God. See, I knew he was he was part of something. He he is the missing clue. If we if if we just make a movie for him, he'll probably be like, all right, you guys are cool. Let me start handing out some wishes to you guys, or at least I'll give you the wish book. Yep. Yep. A lot of things to do. So um, I think these are like we're coming to another, uh, I guess, wave here that's heightening up because of COVID. But oh, I think COVID, we want to yes. wish. Yeah, we definitely want to wish our listeners uh, this uh, holiday season to stay safe, to keep it smart and, you know, stay with loved ones if they're immediate. Uh, be wise in all your decisions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just know that we're here for you guys. Wishing you guys the best. Wishing you guys the the safest through and through. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll probably miss you going uh Thanksgiving, but have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Have it all. <laughs> have everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One of everything. But just know that uh, me and Chris over here are wishing you guys well. And here comes the end of another episode. So thank you for tuning in to episode nine here on the Chris and Sal Show. Woo-hoo. And shout out to our many, many lists of thanks, starting with... We want to thank Basement Alien for our logo. Uh, you can find more work from Basement Alien in... Uh, you can find their Instagram in our description so you can see more of their work. We want to give a shout out to LitMatch for lighting matches, for matching lits. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> Please and thank you. And also their podcast network uh, yep. for letting us on the network, helping us get our words out there. Exactly. Our verbiage. Yes. Shout out again to our podcast neighbors, the Mental Health Burrito and Free Live Cams. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for putting quality content out and mm-hmm. for making up stuff. Because, you know, I will give a huge applause to anybody who's picked up on podcasting, who started up podcasting. Because, albeit, yes, it can be a hard and very, I want to say, uh, intimidating thing to get started. But I do want to admit that once you get the ball rolling and you have a good team behind you, like LitMatch, it's very good to keep the ball rolling, produce content, and it makes it so much more enjoyable. Uh, So again, if anybody's interested in starting up a podcast or anything, please hit us up for any questions or hit up LitMatch directly. We'd be more than happy to help you guys with anything. And happy podcasting, I guess. Yeah. And the last shout out I want to give is, uh, is to you, Sal. Shout out to you. Oh, me? Thank- thankful for you, man. Oh, man. Thank you. I'm thankful for you, too. <laughs> thanks. Good, good hey, answer back. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it's just like, oh, well, thanks. Anyway, what's hey. <laughs> out of here? <laughs> no, but that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, very good. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to everybody on this week that we're recording. So, yeah. And uh, I guess, uh, Salon, Mother Christmas. Yeah.